Tom Cruise can actually learn a script and get paid, but me, Andrea Bloom, I cannot fathom to learn a script. From Reminder Media, this is Stay Paid, a sales and marketing podcast on a mission to help you close more deals and retain more business. Hosted by the VP of Marketing, Josh Stake, and Reminder Media's president, Luke Akery. So get ready to hear the golden nuggets that will allow you to live a life of freedom tomorrow, but only if you take action today. Welcome to another episode of Stay Paid. I'm Joshua Stike, along here with Luke Akery. Today, we have our first well, I was going to say our first international guest, but it's not. No, not our first international, but it might be first, our first Canadian. Uh, yeah, Northern. Northern? Northern guest. <laughs> is, that what, the is that what we call them in the States? The Northerners. <laughs> the Northerners. But first, we would love it if you take a minute to subscribe to Stay Paid on Apple Podcast. If you're not already subscribed and leave a review along with a comment to let us know how we're doing. This week's featured review comes from Crystal Lawson with Fathom Realty. So Crystal mm. actually put in her real name in the review. Uh, most people just put their username, so I'm never quite sure who it is. But this is exciting. So there's a Crystal Lawson with Fathom Realty says, I love this podcast, Five Stars. It has helped me tremendously with motivation plus practical tips. Thank you, exclamation point. Thank you, Crystal, for leaving that review on Apple Podcasts. I love that. It's amazing. <laughs> Our guest today is Andrea Bloom. She's the founder of Bloom Partners at EXP and the Bloom Academy. She's a top 1% realtor in Toronto and top 5% in all of Canada based on individual results with over 20 million in sales and over 200 million in sales volume. Andrea's a strong believer in the three pillars of sales, talking with people, negotiating contracts and closing deals. Her motto is work less, earn high. And recently she discovered how to create multiple revenue streams in real estate by partnering with other successful agents all over the world through her company. Andrea, welcome to the podcast. Thank you for having me. Now I have a question. Am I the first or I'm not? You're the first Canadian. Yeah. yeah. We, we had, we, we interviewed Eric, <laughs> Eric Fang yep. from Singapore. So you're not the first international, not but first you're international. the first Canadian. Yeah. So I'm not the first. And we, and we love just... the first North American international. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> we, we love Canadians. I mean, Josh, especially. I mean, you guys gave us Justin Bieber, right? Isn't Justin Bieber, didn't he come from Canada? I guess so. Yeah. I, I Josh didn't loves do the that. One, that one. I think Michael but, Buble. Like, I, I yeah. like Wow, you really Buble. know your entertainers. Yeah, I think Canadian he came from. I, I have really no idea, I think. I think. <laughs> but that's not what we're here yeah. to talk about. Not music and musicians. We're here to talk about growing oh, your business. And I was so prepared to talk about, you know, uh, entertainment. <laughs> <laughs> No, I no I'm completely thrown away. I don't, I don't know. Well, what, if you want, I mean, feel about? free. You can give your take on Justin Bieber and, and his, his business savvy. <laughs> the guy is obviously a great marketer. Let I'll alone. text you yeah. after. <laughs> <laughs> but tell us a little bit about your journey, right? You're a top 1% real estate agent. Um, you've built a successful business. That doesn't happen overnight. If you could just take a second, introduce yourself to the audience, how you got into real estate, how you ended up being in the top 1%. And then we'll dive into your tactics and how you've built the business. Right. So I'm Andrea Bloom. Like you said, I'm from Canada in Toronto. But as you can probably hear, I have a strong accent that comes from Romania. I'm an immigrant. I moved here about 11 years ago. And obviously, you start from zero here. So I thought that would be a good path for me. It turned out to be a good path. I started real estate 10 years ago with Page and... Like you said, it's it's not an easy business, but it definitely it's doable. A lot of cold calling. I'm I'm a little bit of an old soul when it comes to real estate and sales. I strongly believe in sales and not in marketing. I think I told you guys. I I feel right now there's a lot of talk out there about how you can get twenty listings through this, twenty listings through that, but they're all activities related to marketing and none of them actually activities related to sales. Mm. So I like to make the difference between a sales department and the marketing department where you would, you know, have different activities, but also a different return in terms of, of financial return. Yeah. Well, let's talk about that because, you know, I think that's a great topic, well, you know, is you're saying... <clears throat> Basically, that people are out there saying that, hey, just do this marketing and deals are going to rain in. And you're Correct. basically looking at it and going, no, that's never going to happen. You need the sales arm. So give us your take. What's the difference between sales and marketing? So I, 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 and it's, it's a great point you bring it out there. I think there's, there's something that people confuse, you know, 
they're confused between where do I get my leads and how do I close my leads? In today's market, you can get your leads by just paying for it. It's not like 10 years ago or 20 years ago where you had only a, a couple of ways of getting leads, going to the door, going in, you know, uh, cold calling on the phone, a uh, serve influence and so on. So you have that even now, but you have possibility of, of paying Google leads, Facebook leads, any leads you want, you get leads. Right. So I think people are a little bit confused when they're watching all the, the uh, marketing out there from different courses being sold, how to get leads, but there's no courses of how to close leads. So I think there's a confusion there between the marketing part, which brings you in the leads and how you close the leads and how you actually close transactions. At the end of the That's day, great point. we're not getting paid only by getting leads or producing leads or you know finding leads. We're getting paid only if we close transactions. So I think people are really confused. If, if, to be honest with you, if I would be right now a brand new agent, I would be completely, completely, I wouldn't say the word because probably I, I'm not allowed to say it. <laughs> But you go on the internet and you're thinking, what am, what am I supposed to be? Am I supposed to be a blogger? Am I supposed to be a, a keto lover? Am I supposed to be a, a you know a talking about me being a mother or talking about me being a bodybuilder? And they're all under the same umbrella of real estate agents. And they're trying to attract somehow business that it's not in any way related with real estate and, and you know, advertising local businesses. So they're making some money out of other activities, but they call themselves real estate agents. And I think it's a huge difference. And I go back to the basis, which is you have to get the lead. Doesn't matter where you're getting the lead from. You still have to know what to say, how to say it, you know, and then you close that lead by signing contract and negotiate a contract for that person. So in today's social media, we kind of lost why we were hired in the first place to buy and sell homes, to make investments and so on, rather than, you know, advertising uh, local businesses. There is a great point I think you're making, and I think it's always the trend, right? It's like the trend, and, and I actually agree with the trend. I think what you're hitting on is the marketing principle that, look, in order to do business with somebody, they got to know, like, and trust you. And in order to get people to know, like, and trust you, this is my perspective on it. Well, you can't just hammer them with business transactional related information because they don't want that all the time, right? So you got to connect with them in a way that builds that trust, builds that relationship, which gets them ultimately then to pay attention to your expertise in real estate and hopefully then use you. So I think what's happened is every guru's out there, every coach is out there going, hey, lead with value, be authentic, document your day, all these things. And then the, the other half, which I think you're spot on, is totally being missed. Hey, at the end of the day, you're not just doing this for a reality TV show. You're not doing this for a charity. You're doing this to close deals. So it's like what we teach here at Reminder Media is we teach this principle of fit which is you got to be frequently in front of people. You got to create impact with them. But most importantly is the T, which is the trust. You got to get people to trust you as the business of trust. You got to be the expert in the industry so they choose to use you as a real estate agent. That comes from your expertise, from your sales process and what you give them from the, the actual transaction side. Uh, that's where a lot of that trust yeah. is built. So walk yeah. us through kind of your, because I'm hearing you kind of hate on the marketing Hate's a strong word, but hate on the marketing side. But walk us through your, like, are you doing any marketing today for your business? So I'll be honest with you. I don't pay for leads. I never paid for leads in my life. I never paid for ads. I paid one time just to see if it works in order to be able to, you know, properly talk about it. In 2019, for one month in August, I paid for leads. I think they were amazing. I think that's great. But the point is, and that's why I wanted to make a point on it, I paid for the second month where I gave away these leads to someone in the office. I closed three deals out of 50 uh, online leads with 60% of them, they were completely garbage. So nobody answered to yep. that. Mm. And I gave the second month to someone in the office to do whatever they want with them. They couldn't close one deal. And it just shows you clearly 
that you can have the best account on Instagram about, you know, documented, like you say, reality TV. If you're not doing your homework, if you don't know what to do, what to say, how to say it, you're not going to close the deals. It's not about where you're getting your leads from. It's what you're saying. Well, let's get into that. To your point... Oh, go ahead. To your point in, 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 yeah, sorry. To your point in regards to building the trust, buyers and sellers and investors are way more interested that when they have a conversation with you, it sounds like you know what you're doing. It sounds like you know the market. It sounds like you know the stats rather than what you ate or what your dog <laughs> did last night. I can tell you 100%. And I have that as a proof with high, high accounts that they're really, really, really certified accounts and so on, that they're doing 40,000, uh, sorry, 40 million in 10 years. And then do it the other way around where you go and actually, you know what you're doing, you know what you're saying, you know, and you don't advertise for one day anything, you don't pay for anything, and you sell 200 million on the same period of time. So it just shows that if you want to have the, the what's, how should I put it? If you want to have the fame, if you want to have the likes, which is, you know, vanity in my, in my opinion, then that's, if that's make you happy, that's fine. To me, it makes me more happy to have a big, you know, bank account. And nobody to know about me. <laughs> I love that. that. It so, makes it makes me happy to have a bigger bank account. I love that. Here's the one point I would I would say from my perspective. Sure. I want to get your thoughts on this because I agree with you in one silo, but I disagree with you on another silo. But here's why. I agree that the investor, the buyer, the seller in the in the funnel of of the sales process, when they're in the actual interest phase. They don't need to know what you ate for breakfast. They don't need to know that you have two dogs because they that information is not relevant, not relevant to them, time, right? right? Yeah. So they want the information that's relevant that shows you're a professional. But here's where I uh, the disagree comes in is that not everybody in your database is going to be at the interest phase. You're going to have a select number of people that you market to every day that you need to do exactly what you're saying, which I agree 100%. You've got to know your stuff and you've got to be good at it. But you're going to have this whole other community that they're not willing to buy today, but they maybe know somebody or they're going to buy seven years from now. Them Just to to give you a perspective on the numbers, because I hear exactly what you're saying. 95% of my business comes from new people that I never met before. There you go. So that makes perfect sense for everybody who's listening is you're getting people that are new to you and they're coming in at the interest oh, phase. That that makes yes. a lot of sense. So do you build a database so, of your like your past clients and so, stuff to generate so referrals? Yeah. So you so you have your your way of prospecting, which is first and foremost your database, which is past clients, first influence, people that you know, family members and so on and so on. So these ones should never ever represent more than 30% out of your business if you want to grow exponentially every year. If they start to represent actually 90% and and I would say probably more than 60, 70% of agents out there, their income comes solo from their sphere of influence. And I'll tell you where the biggest issue is there. While you go in and where, you know, you become older, your sphere of influence gets settled Yep, and mm. it dries out because your sphere of influence already bought, sold and got their investment property. They referred you to one, two friends, and that's it. And their kids, most of them, they have their friends in real estate and they won't work with you. So if you're based your business solo on your sphere of influence, you have a big issue when you turn 50 and you still have another 15 years of working. What are you going to do now? You're mm-hmm. going to have to start to prospect for cold people that you've never prospected before. And some people go and say, okay, I'm going to open a, at 50, I'm going to open a, a social media account. And just so you know, I'm a huge believer in social media. I find you guys, yeah. you, we talk, it's, it's great. I think it's fantastic, especially for my next step that I'm going to discuss about it. But the problem is that you have an enormous amount of people that they're not interested. They don't have the appeal to social media. And it's hard for them to even have the, the confidence to go out there and put themselves out. And they don't want, they want their privacy. What are you going to tell to these people? 
you're done. In a social media world, you're never going to be able to make <laughs> money in real estate because you can't actually show your boobs on, on, on social media. So what are you going to tell to them? Well, you tell to them there's way of prospecting well, and I there's well, ways of doing sales. You're hitting on it a, a great golden nugget, which I believe the audience needs to realize is that never in business, doesn't matter what industry you're in, can you ever rest on your laurels? Never. Mm. Right. And your sphere, your sphere isn't the problem. It's you not growing that sphere. That's the problem. Do you get what I'm saying? Meaning like you're coming across people every single day. If you just only work with 50 people, that's the only 50 people you work with. Eventually your business is going to go down. But if you're adding right to that 50 people. And you're constantly what, what we would call relationship marketing. You're constantly building relationships because like what we're doing on this podcast right now, right? We found each other through Instagram. We're building a relationship. All of a sudden, your connections, your wisdom, all that stuff gets added into my sphere and my connections, my wisdom, all that stuff. And as we develop relationship, who knows where the dots connect? Mm-hmm. That's one side yeah. of the business that you're doing. What I think you're hitting on which I would drive home for the listeners, which I think is gold, is that guys, they're not, it's not mutually exclusive. It's not like all you do all day to be successful is just prospect or all you do is just document your life. It's what it is, is it's you got to realize that, look, you got to be building this brand. You got to be building relationships, as they say. You've got to be networking, doing all these things like you're on the podcast today. But at the same time, that ain't going to pay the bills in the short term. You've got to be closing <laughs> deals. You've got to always deals. be closing. You've yeah. got to find the people that you can help. I always teach new agents, look, if you're brand new, don't rest on just the, the relationship side of the business. It's not going to produce enough for you. Go to where the sellers and buyers are. Man, people are at open houses. They're actively looking. Fizbos, expireds. There's a bunch of yes. people that are actively looking. And if you yes. improve your sales game, like you're talking about, then you can slay it. I want to pick your brain because I can tell like sales is your thing. And that resonates with me. Josh <laughs> knows this. Bit, yeah. We have 120 salespeople on the phone. So I, this is where I get excited. Walk us through your pillars of sales. Like wh- where do you think agents are following down, not mastering their sales process to get a close? I, I'm a huge believer that once you know what to say, when to say it, how to say it, it's the key. Nothing else. Like, I believe in all of the, you know, you have to be consistent. You have to deal with rejection. You have to learn this and that. Well, if you know what to say and how to say it, you, your confidence goes up. You, if you know how to handle the objections, you close uh, the gap, narrow the gap between prospect and, and close transactions, close uh, sign. I see a lot of people that they're focused on prospecting and producing leads. And the second they produce the leads, they don't, they can close them. Like literally they cannot close them. If you can, you can have one lead, as long as you're able to sell that, to close that lead, you have a transaction, you have a paycheck, you can have a hundred leads. You can close them. You have no money, zero. So I would say number one is knowing what to say and how to say it. And a lot of people think about, and again, it's a word that should not come out of my mouth because it's going to strut someone by saying, learn your script. And it's so incredible that we have this, you know, we're, we're involved in the highest possible equity of a family selling their home. And yet we cannot fathom to have a list of questions that will help them make a better decision or for you to understand how you can help them better. Great point. So, but we have to be ourselves. Well, yourself doesn't work because you're going to appeal Louis to 1% of the population, which is exactly like yourself as a character, but you're not going to appeal to 99% of them. So if you don't take the time to learn these scripts, which is our dialogue, I actually ask every seller and buyer the same questions because they're the same, same questions just so I can see how I can help them. Is that not considered a freaking script? Because it's like, why am I feeling so ashamed to say I like Tom Cruise can actually learn a script and get paid. But me, Andrea Bloom, I cannot fathom to learn a script. Learn your dumb scripts and objections. What are you going to do? You're going to help people understand their needs, 
push them to make the right decision. And you make sure that, you know, you I'm getting old. I don't remember all the questions I need to ask them. I'm going to have to remember on the paper. I need to ask you this and this it's and this. It's preparation. And not only yeah. that, but it actually helps you time tremendously. If you go through the pre-qualification script, you don't have to, to waste your time going and, and meeting with people that have no motivation whatsoever. They're just wasting your time, but they're having so much fun learning about real estate. But they don't pay me bills. Mm, so good. So Scale. scripts and dialogues and knowing what to say, I would say it's number one thing that will make a difference between a good agent and a bad, a bad not bad, but mediocre agent. It's the only way to, to a scalable system. Like, like your script, people don't like scripts because they feel like, oh, they're not going to be perceived right. All this stuff. How else are you going to know how to be able to measure yourself? And it's like all the greatest athletes measure themselves on everything. But you want to measure how many phone calls does it take to get an appointment? How many appointments do I go, go on or that actually go off? How many do I get to go on and how, what's my closing rate there? If you're bumbling around and doing something different every time, you're never going to be able to build a scalable system right. that's repeatable, yes, that's right. going to build in the, you know, obviously the revenue that you want. Here's what I teach our reps yeah. is you want to memorize, you want to internalize. And you want to personalize. And here's the way I kind of teach yes. it to them. The memorization is kind of what you're saying. It's like, look, you need a scalable process. You need to make sure you're asking the right things. You need to internalize it because you need to understand why you're saying what you're saying. Like words have meaning. Words have power. They influence Very people, much. right? So you have to understand why you're saying what you're saying. And then last but not least, here's what I tell people. You want to personalize. It's not personalized because you're going to be your authentic self to connect with that 1% of people that connect with you. It's personalized it so people, because people buy from people that they feel they can trust. And the yes. problem with scripts is it makes you sound untrustworthy if you don't personalize it. And you use Tom Cruise as an example. I always make the argument, Tom Cruise doesn't win an Academy Award because he recites a script. Tom Cruise wins the Academy Award because he makes that script his own and he has it powerfully influenced, right? He's internalized that that's why he wins that Academy Award or whatever awards for actors. I don't know the awards for actors. I just said and, Academy Award. And you Award. brought up such a good <clears throat> point there and I want to make a point out of it. You know, you were saying that the scripts will help you identify who you're working with and it's so true because there's... One line in one script I'll give you as an example that for me, it tells me exactly what type of person I'm dealing with. It's, can you please describe me your home? If you skip that line, then you have no idea if you're working with an analytical, with an emotional, with an uh, amiable, with a driver. Great How would that help you? An analytical will tell you all, everything that's in the, in you know, how old is the, the dryer, washer and dryer and, and the, mm. all of the roof and this and that. And, and someone who's an emotional person, it's going to tell me that this is their home where they brought their kids up. So when you go and talk with them, with a driver, you're going to be straightforward and talk about money. Do that with an expressive and they're going to kick you out of the house. That's a great point. Yeah. So if you don't take the time to actually really connect, then I'm an analytical. If I go with all my stats to a driver, they're going to be like, what the heck is with this chick here? <laughs> like, like, I'm really interested in all the stats, but go without a stats to an analytical and you have no chance to take that listing. So if you don't ask that question, in there, the, please describe the, your home for me. Do you really think I'm interested in them describing the home? <laughs> like, I don't go to see it anyway. Yeah, you're mastering like, the art of communication. Uh, it's awesome. So you have to master that to understand who you're dealing with. I'm dealing with an analytical, woof, all my stuff will come with me. I'm going and talk with an expressive. I put in on my red shirt because that's how I'm going to connect with them. I have, to, I bet I go in there and in the living room, the wall is orange. <laughs> so you have a way to understand beyond sales, it's psychology. Yeah. Sales is understanding how people connect, how you can, it's a huge, it's, it's a great, great book, uh, how to win and, and uh, friends and influence people, yep. which tells you word by word how you should change your mind and when you approach people and what do they want to hear 
and for you to identify their personalities in order for you to succeed. At the end of the day, I know I have good services, but I can't communicate with everybody at the same level. So I have to figure out their personalities so I can actually make it work and hire me, although I'm not an expressive, to be hired by an expressive as an analytical. I love that. Yeah, that's awesome. It's the question on every real estate agent's mind. How do I get leads? Lead magnets entice prospects to give you their contact information in exchange for something they find compelling. Discover the best practices and strategies for creating a lead magnet with our free ebook, Lead Generation for Real Estate Agents. Successful internet marketers routinely use lead magnets to grow their email lists, and with this resource, now you can too. Go to ReminderMedia.com slash lead generation and download this free resource today. That's ReminderMedia.com slash lead generation. Take action on this today. So you talk about memorizing your scripts as one of the sales principles. What else do you see that like you talked about the example of you built, bought, what was it? 50 leads. You closed three of them, then, then gave the next 50 leads to another agent. They closed none. Script's one of the things that separates you. What's another thing in the sales process? Follow-up, aggressive follow-up. When I say aggressive follow-up, be like a maniac. Think of a complete freaking stalker maniac. <laughs> That's how I actually follow up. It, it, one in a hundred leads you're going to lose because of aggressive follow-up, but you, you, you lose 99% of them if you don't follow up. So I don't give anything. I'm going to follow up until that person say, please, you are on do not call list. You don't follow up with me anymore. But until then, if you're not signed with another agent, then you're signed with me for sure. What does your so follow-up follow look up like? Up is is it phone one. calls or is it a myriad of different things? Again, you have to understand their personalities. There's people that they feel more comfortable and you have to 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 get you know get the flow with them what works best for you for them the phone the the messages the emails depending on their personality I prefer the phone anytime they invented this amazing thing called phone you know you just hear someone else's voice and you actually be able to talk with them and you are able to that. convince them for an appointment or to make decisions much better than any text message or email sent out there so if I if I'm not in a position where I know the client is a doctor and it's she's doing surg- brain surgery and I keep calling her, well, then make sure that it's it's the phone. How do you yeah. get the confidence to keep following up? Because I think that's where a lot of people struggle is they don't, they don't have that confidence. Why, why are you so confident? How do you get that well, confidence? What, what's the worst case scenario that can ha- ha- happen? I can't say the word that, but they're going to just say beep, beep. And then I said, next. <laughs> Yeah, I love that. What's the worst? That's a golden nugget. That's the mindset. If there's a book out there, I think it's called Embrace the No. I've talked about it before, but it's reverse engineering or, you know, flipping the switch in your mind to to look at the no like a positive and to track how many no's it takes you to get to the deal. And it's just one more step. You know how I feel? If if I look at my stats here and my numbers and I see that I'm at 45 no's, I'm like, okay, I need to get to 100 because that's $25,000. Dude. Yeah, that's so what it is. That's exact. Yeah, that's amazing. I more rejected you get, more you know, more money you get in your in your pocket. So I'm I'm tracking the nose. I'm tracking the rejection, and I say I need more of it. I didn't get enough today. That means I don't have. I'm not going to get a paycheck. Mm. <laughs> So what do you prospect every day? Like, what are the lead sources that you're going after to to close? So there's there's different way of prospecting. I mean, you you have for me it worked very well over the years to do just sell, just sold, just listed. Like okay. I can do just sold, just listed, call calling. What does that mean? Are you like circle prospecting? Or you when you sell a home, you're calling all the neighbors and correct. Them? Okay. Yes. Yep. Yeah. You you do that and you take two more listings just like that because people are like sheep. My neighbor sold, then I'm going to sell as well. So um, that's been working for, for me great. I mean, I understand how people don't like that. They don't like the idea of getting on the call to call call. And they like the online leads. I think they're great also. The problem with the online leads is that when you call, not there's not much competition. Not a lot of people go and uh, call or door knocking. By the way, the door knocking works 
you go face to face with someone, you can close it much better. You have the body language that helps. You have so much more on, the, on your side as a salesperson to close face to face. But let's say you don't like that. You don't want to do cold calling, then then pay for leads. Get your leads. It doesn't matter where you get them from. But if you don't know what to say, again, you stumble on the same thing. That How did you come up with your leads. scripts? Did you um, like to get your oh, scripts from coaches and stuff like that? Or did you figure it out on your own? I studied psychology and scripts for 10 years. That's really? all I do. I'm, I'm passionate about it. I love it. I love, um, you know, human behavior and how people react to different things, specifically to see how they react and how it That's works great. with one personality. Not just a matter of yourself educated, all these information you want, you Google everything. Could, could, I, put, could I put you on the spot? Would you? Would you share your script? Maybe not, you don't have to recite it here live, but would you share your script where we could put it as a download for your circle prospecting, for your just list of just sold? It, it really depends because the script sounds so boring. Like you were hearing me, for example, a script that, that's on paper. It says, uh, hi, my name is blah, blah, blah. I, I just sold one of your neighbors. I was wondering, when do you plan on, on selling? So if I say it like that, it sounds like, what the heck? Would I really say that? But depending on who's answering the phone, if somebody's answering, hi, you're not going to say, hi, my name is Andrea. But somebody is answering the phone says, hi, hello. It says, hi, my name is Andrea Bloom. I'm a real estate agent. So you mimic their intonation. So it really, when you have a script, you have to understand what's behind it. Otherwise, they're just words that mean nothing. Somebody's asking me something. Oh, it's so that, yes, it did. Do, uh, where do you plan on, on, on selling yourself? And then you make all sorts of poses that they're needed. You'll see that they don't show up in the script, but in the intonation, you have pauses, which makes it, oh, I was just thinking about it, something to ask you. And in fact, I know that script that I said in it probably a million times sounds like that because I adapted my intonation. I adapted talk depending on who I'm talking. So if you would see a script, you can take any script of Mike Ferry, which I probably you're familiar with one. And, but if you don't know how to pronounce it, how to work it, depending on the person in front of you, it's going to sound like a can presentation, which people are afraid of. So, no, it's um, well, it's and well I totally said. understand. Yeah, well said. Like Tony Robbins, um, you know, I listened to a bunch of his trainings on the idea of mirroring, right? Matching and mirroring and this concept. What I found, I'm curious to get your thoughts on this. It's like over my years of doing sales, it's really critical to mirror somebody in the beginning of the sales presentation? Three, three seconds, not more than three. Bingo. But then what if you, you want to do... If you mimic more than three, they're going to feel like, what the heck is wrong with it? Because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> they feel strong. Perfect. So yeah. that's exactly like what I've found over the years is, and I forget the technical term for it, if it's leading or whatever it is, but you actually want to bring it up. You want to lead them back up to the energy level that you want them to be at. That's what's yeah. going to get them to take action. And obviously you want them to, to trust yes. you and buy from you and, and believe in you. So it's like, yeah. it's a, you want to match and you want to mirror, but you also want to quickly then shift to start leading to the next emotional state <laughs> to get Correct. them to move. Yes. Now, yes. I love that. Yeah. It's awesome. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> you're trying, you're asking all the questions. I'm, Dude, just, I'm, I'm loving yeah, this. This is awesome. Like, I have a meeting with him. How, okay. <laughs> Get on the side. Next. Sorry, Josh. I'm just so excited. I'm so curious. This is like in your stuff. wheelhouse, dude. You're loving every minute of this. Mm -hmm. so. No, no this is what I, I live and breathe every day. It's, it's very interesting. Like make sure it's clear because I a hundred percent agree with your philosophy on too many people right now that are hoping deals walk in the door to them because they posted an ad on Facebook or they took, you know, some mailer out, right, to a, a neighborhood. Instead of realizing, you know what the top producers know? They know that they have to close that deal. It, their whole goal is in conversion. It's not in the producing of the lead, but it's that's like... That's, I think, that's the biggest issue right now. Everybody and all the sponsor ads you see, I'm going to teach you how to get leads. But that's not the point. Pay $200 at Google and you're going to get 50 leads. You know how you know That's this is the, the pain point? Don't teach me that part. Right. <laughs> you know how you know this is the pain point? Because there was a company called, started called OpCity that sold to Realtor.com for, I think, $200 million. And their whole business was, we'll call the leads for you. <laughs> 
<laughs> we'll call the leads for you for real estate agents. You know what the problem is with that? That they call the leads for you and probably these people are getting very good at closing, um, what's it called, for you appointments. But heck, you have to go to the appointment. And what are you going to do now? You need you to, that's the, the next night? business. Can we, you come we'll go to the appointment for hey, you. Hey, we have a business we can start together. We can say, hey, we'll get the lead for you. Call it, set the appointment, go to the appointment. Oh, wait, we're, in, we're a real estate agent. <laughs> wait, what is what that what some do? of these companies are doing? Is that what Zillow and them are doing? Uh-oh, we're going to start a controversy here. <laughs> now, this is, now, this is fantastic. I, I think this whole point of you can get leads, but if you don't follow up relentlessly, if you're not a maniac and you don't know what to say and how to say it, then all you're doing is wasting your money. Now, here's what I will encourage people with. You know how you get great? It's called frequency, meaning the more frequent you do something, the better and better you'll get at it. It's muscle memory. You have to just start. Doesn't mean that you shouldn't go study. It doesn't mean you should just keep running into a wall with no knowledge. <laughs> but the reality is, is the best way to learn is through frequency. You're, you're frequent before you're great, as a Grant Cardone would say. So you got to get out yes. there and you got to pound the pavement. You got to pick up the phone. You got to call the just list that just sold and start practicing and getting people to engage with you and hone in on yes. that script till it becomes natural. Yep. And that brings me to, to the second subject, which I would like to bring up is the fact that I joined this company, which by the way, for two years, I looked into it and I was like, no, I don't need that. I'm going to buy a franchise. I'm going to do this and that. So finally, I was able to look into it and I got really excited. And now a month later, I'm starting to see, like, I'm shocked. And I thought I was smart. And I'm like, yeah, no, I was actually sleeping. So now I'm actually waking up. There's way of, of passive income, but to kind of give you a nutshell of, of what this is, it's EXP. You probably guys heard about it. Um, and it's kind of starting to take over the world because of the business model. And I obviously, I'm trying to attract people and say, hey, listen, if you want to join, let me tell you what it's all about. Because there is a huge potential besides what we've known so far to have the paycheck from the deals, besides, you know, you have good paychecks. What a real estate agent is going to do is going to buy some investment properties. So you have some paychecks from, from rent. But where are you going from there? So EXP comes in and says, well, if you are here, then we're going to give you stocks in the company for bringing with us or for selling with us, for bringing someone on board, for them selling and give you stocks. And by the way, they just split yesterday one, one for two which is just like a milestone for, for, for a company like this and recognize as the future of real estate. But on does top EXP, of that, does say, EXP still take a split of your commission? It does take with a cap. So it does right. take yep. the um, 2080 capping at 16,000 in my area because we're, I'm, my average commi- uh, um, price sale is 1.4, 1.5. I cap in four transactions. But if you if I sell twenty four transaction, I'm getting all my sixteen thousand back. So it's like I didn't pay the company anything to be in there. I'm just taking mm-hmm. advantage of everything. So so I, I have their a, model. Is, I have a question now. This yeah, is more technical, probably real estate, but I think it applies to brands as a whole. So it would apply to the audience that's not even in real estate. Is this concept of like, do you think the brand of the big brokerages matters anymore? The, the, the big brand, I'm just curious your thoughts on like the Keller Williams, no. Century 21, Berkshire Hathaway. So even the EXP, it's not about the brand. It's really about the no. downline multi-level setup. I don't go, if I go in the presentation, first of all, they went through a minimum of four time of pre-qualification. And I sent them the listing package in the meantime. Nobody ever, if somebody's asking me, what's the commission? What brokerage are you with? How long you've been in the in real estate mar- uh, business? That means my pre-qualification was really sh- mm. And that means that my presentation is really bad. So your presentation has to be in pre-qualification, which is number one. You, you do the work in the pre-qualification. The presentation is just to sign the paper and see you face-to-face and see the house. But if you did a good pre-qualification, nobody ever, ever. I had people that actually closed transaction with me and they said, Remax? I said, no, <laughs> no. Oh, 
Not that it matters, but they remember only because Remax is the only one that, you know, makes yeah. balloons and stuff like that. Um, what I realized, I would say that probably 10 years ago, more people were asking that, but only after the transaction is closed um, because they had to, to go and pick up their uh, deposit, the the balance deposits, and they I had to give them the the place where they should go and they see there it's a rally page and not a remax but other than that they would have never known but what i noticed right now is that we're talking about a new generation of buyers and sellers we're talking yeah. about a new generation of agents a new generation of of people they don't care about what was that once upon a time a remax I what think- was that once upon a time a, a rally page or century 21 they care about oh who can do the job for me? Yeah. Yeah. It who has to the, the most technology? Yeah. Yeah. And who has the most technology? Like EXP right now, they're coming with fantastic technology where new agents won't even blink by going to other brokerages just because they have everything at the click of a button because that's all they know since they were born. They're clicking buttons on the phones. Well, you know what it so, speaks to is, and Josh and I have talked about this a lot. It's like, why is Amazon just so unbelievable? And they're so unbelievable because the client experience with Amazon is unreal. Like you can find anything you want. You can get it delivered to you within a couple days, if not a day. It's cost-effective, good pricing on pretty much every category. And in the end, they handle your complaints. And I your, know what yeah. I'm going to get yeah. when I go to Amazon. And fast. Yeah. Right? And so, and like, fast. I think the lesson is, whether you're in real estate, it doesn't matter, financial services, insurance, right? It's really about the client experience yeah. and what brand, what business, what leverage points are you going to have to enhance that client experience? Because the customer's always right. And if you think of Sam Walton, right, with Walmart, and you read his story, and you realize that he really, that's what he was about. Yeah. And he factored yeah. it into the lowest prices, right? Because that's what it was all about at the time. And, and that looked what it took Walmart to. But like, that's what he was about. It was mm-hmm. like the client experience. You're, you're so right. And it helps us, for example, if if you have a, 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 a brokerage that thinks about that, just to give you an example of things that for me are like, thank God, because I'm so bad at anything that means admin. I cannot stand to do anything. There's money-making activities and activities that have nothing to do with money-making activities. So, so I don't like to do any activity that is not money-making. Golden and nugget. admin, it's not not a, one of them. You can pay someone $13 an hour for the admin part. Um, so what EXP does right now and implements is, is the fact that FinTrack doesn't have to be a full freaking um, <laughs> paper that you... Bleep. <laughs> sorry about Bleep. that. This is a PG podcast. We almost yes, made sorry it. Sorry about that. I swear a lot and I tried really hard. Just, You've sorry. been doing fantastic. I'm just messing with you. Yeah. So, you know, it's a three-page FinTrack. Now it's going to be an app where you tap your client's uh, ID. Like, wow. how is that possible? How about, you know... You don't have to go for the deposit anywhere. You just give access on your app to the buyer or the seller or the buyer agent to go in the app, access guest access. Like, seriously? Yeah. So, and it goes on and on and on. Yeah. But this is why the agents, this is why the businesses and agents that focus on being the agent of trust, focus on being the agent that has the relationship, those are the people who are going to win. Because I can go to a lot of financial advisors right now to invest my money, but it's still, I want to go to the guy that I know, that I know him, he knows me personally. That's the person I want to use because I know he's going to, he's going to have the best technologies and it's going to, technologies are going to drive to commodities and all those things. But the fact that I have the best technology, it allows me to actually have the, the conversation with my clients, you know, and do the psychotherapy instead of wait a second, I can't take your call to put you at ease about your concerns because I need to do some admin uh, which is mandatory for you to close. So how about I don't need to do that? And I have all the time in the world either to uh, get myself involved uh, involved in, in, you know, and inform about the market so I can inform you better and, and advise you better. And I also have time, sufficient time to get to, 
you know, to answer all the time when you need, because it's a stressful time for you. So I need to be available to, you know, put at ease whatever concerns you have. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I so it. I think the, all of these things uh, matter. And, and um, yeah, I'm, I'm so, so pleased and over the moon for, for the change and for the passive income that, that EXP right now is, uh, is bringing in the picture by, you know, free stocks that you get in the company, but also revenue share. They're also um, known not to make fun of EXP, but aren't, isn't, I think EXP is getting, they're known for their recruiters. Every agent's recruiting every other agent. Right. (laughs) But if if you're passionate about something, you got to take that evangelistic message to the world. That's what I believe. You know, somebody was telling me, um, you know, they, they, they said, you know, we're not recruiting. And, and I said, why would I in the world, um, you know, insult someone intelligence if I'm with EXP and first of all, if I want to partner with you, because I had people that I said to them, "Mm, no, I think we're, we're not a good fit. Right. Um, Why in the world I I will insult their intelligence and say, no, I don't want to, I want to take you for a coffee and talk about the weather in in Vancouver. (laughs) No, I actually, I'm talking to you because I know your performance, because I know you're a business person, because it sounds like you can bring value to the table. And guess what? I can bring value to you. How about we have this conversation? It's not painful. doesn't hurt. It's just such and a great sales that, principle You make your own decision. You want it, you don't want it. It's not for you. That's fine. You don't see value in it. Don't do it. I, I can't force anyone in doing anything. I can't. I can't make my daughter pick up after herself. Do you think I can make an agent do something? <laughs> no way. So it's it's totally up to them if they see value. It took me two years because I was so into, you know, I wanted to buy a brokerage. I wanted to buy a franchise. I want to do this and that. And it took me time to really see the value. But after one month and recruiting or attracting already 10 agents. Wow. I can tell you that not only the financial part, which is absolutely mind-blowing, but the part that it really, really gives a lot of satisfaction, we created a space where we do talk about the fact that we should be proud of being uh, agents, salespeople. I know people that they're not proud of saying, I'm a salesperson. I say, I'm a salesperson and I'm hired to be a salesperson. I'm not hired to be a hairdresser. I'm hired to be a salesperson. Why in the world me that I'm supposed to do the sale, not be proud of that? So the fact that we created this community where 10 of us right now, and hopefully by the end of the year, there are going to be a a hundred of them in, uh, in my downline, where we make people feel comfortable, confident, and we make them uh, go out there and do the business right with integrity towards themselves to, for the business, but towards their clients, serve them properly, do the homework, go, go and do the previewing, learn how to price property. We encourage all these things. Why in the world someone who wants to be productive would not want to be part of a community like that where you know you're going to get the support because we have the direct interest that you are succeeding. Yeah, listen to the so passion and the the directness. Like I want the audience to listen to the passion, to directness. You, yeah. I can tell you believe in this. Like you want this, you want the world to know about this because you believe it. You believe it's going to help the people that come on board with the XP. That's the key. You stated a great sales principle there, which is state your intention people have got to cut off the fluff. They got to cut out the BS. You're not going to dance around the point to someone actually doing a deal with you. You've got to state to them your intentions because you got to know what you bring to the table's value. And if they don't see value in it, don't waste their time with fluff. Let them move on and get about their life. Don't take them for a cup of coffee for that. Yeah. For that standpoint. I love that. Oh man. Yeah. Andrea, let people know how they can uh, connect with you, how they can find you before we close out here. Well, the, the best way it's on, on Instagram at the uh, Bloom Real Estate. That's where most people connect with me. Um, I have a Facebook page. It's the same. Um, my um, email, it's uh, Andrea at the Bloom Real Estate uh, dot com. Uh, that's the email. But Instagram will be the easiest way. And that's where I actually put a lot of free content in regards to real estate. And people are asking me why. 
you give that and I said because most people know what they need to do Um, the fact that they're hearing it from me it doesn't mean that they're going to do it Um, you do a lot of you do a lot of great like IGTV videos you walk people through like you're incredibly intentional. Like I was watching one recently with your calendar Thank and you. you're insanely intentional with how to control and how to set your calendar. And you have a lot of free videos up there. So I think everyone should check that out. Yeah. Thank it, you. It's at the Bloom Real Estate. Bloom is spelled B-L-U-M. So at the Correct. Bloom Real Estate, you can connect with Andrea. Thanks again so much for being here. It was great. Thank you for awesome. having me. Yeah, thank you, everybody, for listening. To dive deeper into this episode, get all of those links and resources that we mentioned. You can go to staypaidpodcast.com. While there, you can also find the video for this episode. You can check out my yellow kicks. Yeah, his birthday shoes. Yeah, my birthday shoes. As Ariel says. Oh, happy birthday. You didn't say that. There's a funny story there. It's not actually my birthday. (laughs) I wore these one time on my birthday. Our producer, Ariel, said, man, I really like those shoes. I said, yeah, they're my birthday shoes. And then like two months later, I wore them again. And she goes, oh, happy birthday. I was like, Ariel, (laughs) we just talked about this two months ago. Oh my God. That's so no. So fun. Well, in any case, every time I'm going to see you with these yellows, I'm going to wear these. That can be your staple, man. Yeah. Yeah. Yellow shoes. I think so. You're not wearing your Converse Absolutely. today. No, I'm not. Yeah. I'm not. Trying no. to switch it up a little bit. But if you are looking for ways to support the show, head on over to Apple Podcasts, drop us a five star review. And the most important way is to tell a friend about the podcast. For this episode, I'm Joshua Stike. Guys, and I'm Luke Acre. Great episode to remind you that, look, You got to be a lead generator, but if you don't convert, it's just wasting your money. You got to be a professional salesperson. That professional means something. And to be a professional, you got to put in the effort. Here's my action item for you for this podcast. Be intentional about practicing your script. Memorize, internalize, personalize. Think about it this way. If you practice 30 minutes a day, and I guarantee you, everybody listening to this is probably not practicing 30 minutes a day, every day, 365 days a year. You're not. And it takes 10,000 hours to master something, according to Josh, who, Maz, Maz, Ma- Malcolm Maz, Gladwell. Ma- okay, Malcolm Gladwell. See, Josh is my brain over here. It takes 10,000 hours to master something. If you do 30 minutes a day for a whole year, you're barely at a, maybe a couple hundred hours. Somebody check my math there. Maybe a couple hundred hours. It's going to take you years to master your script at just 30 minutes of practice a day. Are you just a salesperson? Are you a professional salesperson? Professionals show up, professionals practice. Your action item is to memorize, internalize, personalize your script, practice every single day. Remember this, the difference between a top producer and a mediocre producer in every single industry Josh and I have worked in is top producers take action. Take action on that today. 